Thank you for taking the time to listen to this audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center. Our prayer is that you'll be encouraged and blessed by the anointed Word of God. If you'd like more information about Apostolic Worship Center and its ministries, visit our website at www.awcnorman.com. She would always write in the margin of her Bible the date of that message that her pastor preached. So as the years went on and he would revisit text, he may change the title and change illustrations, but she would always come to him and she would say, Pastor, you have preached from that text before. This is the date that you preached it. So if you happen to have a date beside of this text, Yes, almost one year ago to the day I have preached from this text. And I looked at a particular area at that time, and we're going to look at another area of the text today. So if you've got the date, yes, you'll have to put another one for today. Isaiah chapter 14, verse number 28. In the year that King Ahaz died was this burden. Rejoice not thou, whole Palestina, because the rod of him that smote thee is broken. For out of the serpent's roots shall come forth a cockatrice, and his fruit shall be a fiery flying serpent. And the firstborn of the poor shall feed, and the needy shall lie down in safety. I will kill thy root with famine, and he shall slay thy remnant. How, O gate, cry, O city, thy whole Palestinia, art dissolved. For there shall come from the north a smoke, none shall be alone in his appointed times. What shall one then answer the messengers of the nation? That the Lord hath founded Zion, and the poor of his people shall trust in it. I preach today from this subject, the root of the matter. The root of the matter. Would you ask the Lord to help us together? Jesus, I'm asking you, Lord, that you'd help us in the next little while in the breaking of the bread of life. I'm asking you, O Lord, that you would touch us, God, and take that which you have placed in us and help us, dear God, to deliver it in clear communication, Lord, but not just, dear God, in words. Let the anointing break the yoke today. We need, dear God, reception of that word by faith, and we're asking you for it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you lift your hands and your voice, and would you make a joyful sound of jubilation unto the Lord, rejoicing. Rejoicing. Hallelujah. An atmosphere of rejoicing. An atmosphere of rejoicing. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. God bless you. In a moment of being bewildered or in a moment of just absolute amazement, just blown away with the particular event that may have happened, we may be prompted to ask this question. What in the world is happening? Has anybody ever asked that question? Whatever may be transpiring, 
it expresses my bewilderment, my astonishment. It expresses my utter amazement. What in the world is happening? Now, I think we could apply that question of astonishment and amazement, this statement of exclamation to our present environment and world that we live in right now. And it's, it's, it's not just the political crises that, that exist, and it's not just the incredible violence and destructive war, but I, I don't know if you know it or not. I don't know if you've checked in to find out, but there's utter lunacy in our world today. I mean, the things that you hear, you have to step back and say, what in the world is happening? I just, just read this week, California director of gender clinic, medical school professor at UCSF, University of California at San Francisco, has claimed that there are infinite, now, now capture this, infinite, Gender identities. She says, there is a gender called Tootsie Pop Roll. College professor. She claims that there is a gender called Smoothies. She says, that there's hybrids of genders. Half girl, half boy. That you can even have gender by season. School year a girl, summer a boy. Gender by location. Home a boy, grandma's, you can be a girl. I mean, we are, we are literally witnessing civilization in its race to the bottom. And I have to pause to ask, what in the world is going on? In fact, those who believe in the inerrancy of Scripture, those who believe in the authority of the Word of God, those that hold without question to Genesis 1:27 that it indeed is where all life originated. God created male and female, created he them. Those that hold to that, they are depicted as being narrow-minded and even emotionally unstable and troubled. <laughs> this college professor, she says that we need to stop measuring gender dysphoria as a measure of pathology and psychological distress. Rather, we need to start measuring gender identity as a measure of developmental status and cognitive, emotional awareness. She says, and she proceeds on, that parents need not to consider that biology is destiny. In other words, the anatomy one's born with doesn't necessarily mean they're male or female. Now, this is a college professor. Got far more degrees than I got. I, I, who was I talking? Oh, Gavin. I, 
I, I've got a high school diploma, but I skipped the eighth grade. So maybe that's my problem. That's just, I just, now just dawned on me. That's my problem. I skipped the eighth grade. That, that was the issue. But I, I have to pause to ask the question, what in the world is going on? What's, what's, what's happening in, in our world? What's, what's causing people to think in this vein of thought and have these concepts and ideas? And, and you, couple, you couple all of that with, with the fact that social norms are eroding and morality is falling apart and values are are being removed and when you put it all together you're left with this this question what in the world somebody say it with me now what in the world is happening my goodness what what is what is taking place in our in our world what's causing folks to teeter off this precipice and into this vein of thought and thinking where is all of this really coming for i mean rational thought where is this thing called rational thought where is this whole idea of just logic just, you know, something that, that, that's normal. I mean, we are literally fulfilling Isaiah's words where we call evil good and good evil. And we're putting light for darkness and darkness for light. And we're putting bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. I mean, it's a messed up world. Somebody help me now. What in the world is happening? It's crazy. And, you know, we, we, can point, we can point to all of this stuff that's taking place and we can go back to the Word of God and, and we, we, can, we can give an easy answer here now. Here, here's the easy answer. That we are living in prophetic times. And these are prophetic moments that is literally being fulfilled. And we understand that this prophetic moment that we are living in is the fulfillment of the word of God. And is validating the inerrancy of, of scripture. I mean Paul paints a very clear picture of the dysfunction of our moment when he writes in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And verse number 1 he says that in the last days perilous times. Now I think that's a, a fairly mild way, way to describe the absurdity of our hour but he called it perilous times shall come men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous and he begins to paint this picture now boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy without natural affection truce breakers false accusers incontinent fierce despisers of those that are good traitors heady high minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God and what, what Paul is painting here is a dysfunctional society He's painting a society that, that just can't work, can't function, can't operate because the parameters are removed and the, the, the things that guide just basic common sense and by, uh, guides to even prophecy. 
paints this moment as a bizarre and an amazing and an incredible time. And I just simply sit back and scratch my head and I say, what in the world is really happening? Now, I think really what, what needs to take place, that because we can kind of mark this off and we, we, we can say with haste, well, it's just prophetic times and, and the prophetic times does prove the, the, the accuracy and the inerrancy of the Word of God. And it's just, just the time that we're living in. And how many of us have really responded with that kind of, of, of a response to the, the, the craziness that is in our world? We just say, well, it's, it's the times that we're living in. And, and that's kind of supposed to be the, the little answer that just kind of just, just takes care of all of the dilemma and the problem. It's just, it's just the times that we're living in. You know, the Word of God says. And, and so we, 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 we kind of go to that and that becomes our, our little moment of salve that, that, you know, this is just, just the, the hour that we're living in. But I, I think really that there's, there's some stuff if we'll, we'll dig a little bit and we'll go a little further, we, we might find out that there is a little more to it than just the prophetic moment that we live in. There's a little more to it than just just this the hour that is now being fulfilled that was spoken long ago by by the prophets of of old that there's something really that is at work here. And when you look at this 14th chapter, it's an incredible chapter in the book of Isaiah. When you look at this 14th chapter of the book of Isaiah, and in particular this chapter, it is throughout but in particular in this 14th chapter, he seems to introduce to us a a world system. He mentions four nations by name in this 14th chapter. He talks about Babylon who is on the eastern side of the then known map situated between the Tigris and the Euphrates River and then he speaks of Assyria that is on the northern end of that area called Mesopotamia and it is known as Nineveh and then he speaks of the Philistines that are positioned at the southwest side of Israel between Egypt and Israel and then he talks about this little obscure nation that's kind of caught in the middle of all of it which is he identifies as Zion or is Israel in, and, he, and he's talking about this, this map that, that is kind of laid out here and you, you've got to understand that as he talks about this all of these nations were in, in war against each other at the time of Isaiah's writings of the 14th chapter of the book of Isaiah Assyria was, was on its way out of the picture it had, it had been dominant but it was losing its, its grip and hold and he addresses that Assyria had has been broken off the back of, of the Philistines and we see now the rise of, of Babylon and we see Israel kind of caught in all of this, this, uh, this geopolitical nightmare that's, that's taking place here and he, he's describing world events. He's describing at that time it would be kind of like you, you, you listening to your news or, 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 or reading an article today from the internet. Isaiah's describing news. Hannah Syria lost their hold today on the Philistines and Babylon is beginning its march toward Israel and Israel is losing its and, and you, you can hear the, the news report that is coming out and as he gives this, this scenario of a world that is in chaos and a world that is fighting and battling you, you have to understand that he, he's doing far more here than just giving 
to us news and information and talking about geographical locations and geopolitical situations. And he's not just giving us a report of, of, of who's winning the latest war or scrimmage that is taking place. Rather, he is pointing to the fact of what is motivating this entire process. Go back to that beginning of the 14th chapter of the book of Isaiah and he talks about Babylon and he compares Babylon to the rise and the fall of Satan. He said Satan rose out of pride and then he falls and so did Babylon rise with its pride and its arrogance and ultimately becomes that head of gold that as Daniel sees in his vision but then it plummets and becomes very weak and, and he likens it unto the very work of Satan himself and then when he comes in our text he talks about Assyria and he says that out of Assyria is the serpent's root. In other words he said there is more than just political leveraging taking place here. There is more than just an argument over boundaries but there is something that is evil that is taking place in these nations. There's a system of, of, of darkness that, that is at work here. And the reason there's this chaos and the reason there's this confusion and the reason there is all of this stuff going on, it's not because this nation can't get along with this nation and, and that nation wants to better this nation. He said there is a very dark spirit that is at work and that is driving this and that is motivating this. And this is what I really feel to drive home today because we're looking at this craziness that is in our world right now and we can't just merely write it off as news and we can't merely just write it off as, as information of what this nation's doing and that nation's doing and this one's threatened to, to, to bomb with its, its nuclear forces and, and this one has crossed the border of this nation and has invaded unjustly and, and we got this and we got that and before long you just write it all off as news and you write it all off as just information going on in your world and, and you think it's just all just a big political struggle and if you're not careful you can kind of dismiss all of it and Isaiah says I think we need to probe to the root of this matter and the root of the matter is there is an evil system that is at work there is an evil system that is motivating this and somewhere or another we can lose in the news uh, that really there is a darkness that is prevailing in our society there is a satanic force and a satanic power that is at work. And what we're dealing with is not just geopolitical systems. And we're not just dealing with geography. And we're not just dealing with a globe. We're dealing with the system of darkness. And until we recognize that we're dealing with a system of darkness, we'll never know how to combat it. We'll never know how to come against it. we got to recognize there is an evil mechanism that is at work. Paul addresses this in his writings to the church at Ephesus when he writes in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 2. He says, wherein in times past ye walked according to the course. Now that's, that's a key word in that verse, the course. Because that word course refers to the world system, the practices that takes place, the evil process, the evil system. He said they, you walked according to the system that was of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit everybody say the spirit the spirit that now 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 worketh now is at 
operation that is now in its process of movement. It now worketh. Can I tell you, it's not just lunacy. It's not just progressive thought. It's not just crazy ideas. There is a system of evil that is at work. It is like it is a root that is beginning to grow. You know what a root is? A root is something that life comes out of. Now that happens in everybody's flower bed but mine. But, 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 but typically in most places a, a root is something that life comes out of. It's something that, that things spring out of. And so what Isaiah is saying, there is a root. And he calls it the serpent's root. And he said, out of that serpent's root is growing this living mechanism and force and operation and function that is dominating the world. And it begins to grow. If you think the system of evil is not going to grow and feather itself, you got another thing coming. If if you think you can somehow or another put yourself uh, uh, under a blanket somewhere or stick your head in the sand and this is all going to blow over, I want you to know there is a system of evil that is growing, that is moving, that is working, that is embracing the world. That root is growing into our government system. That root is growing into our educational system. That root is growing into our everyday function of life life that is spreading its evil and it's doing everything you notice go back to the beginning of your bible go back to to that serpent notice notice when you look at that serpent in in the book of genesis it deceives eve this serpent deceives eve by the time you get to the end of your bible the serpent has become a dragon that devours the woman's seed. In Genesis, it's just a slithering serpent. But by the time you get to Revelation, that evil that began as a slithering serpent is now this forceful dragon. That's what Isaiah writes in Isaiah 14 and 29 when he says, Out of the serpent's root shall come the, the cockatrice, and its fruit shall be a fiery flying serpent. In other words, what Isaiah was saying, what's coming out of these nations is not going to stop at just being a slithering serpent. It's going to grow. It's going to move forward. It's going to become a more forceful force. It's going to become this flying serpent. If you think evil is going to stay small, you've got another thing coming because that little slithering serpent is going to become a devouring dragon somewhere that is going, oh friend, that's the reason why you've got to be so very careful. Now you listen to this preacher on this Sunday morning because you've got to be very careful about what you let in your house, what you let in your home. You've got to be very careful of what you allow you allow come across your system of media and you can discount it as just a little old serpent if you want to. You can discount it as just a little old slithering thing if you want to. But that thing you let in via that media screen, that thing you let in uh, via 
that internet, that thing you let into your home, it's going to grow. It's just the root. It's going to grow into a devouring dragon somewhere. And somewhere we're going to wake up and say, what in the world's happening? I'll tell you what happened. Somewhere there was a root that got planted. And in that root, we didn't deal with it. That root, we didn't handle it. And that root grew into a forceful evil thing. Somewhere you got to go out if you're gonna if you gotta if you're gonna take care of some things. I had a I had a I don't know what it is. I I don't even know what bushes I've got. I I don't know what you call them. Once you tear the tags off from Lowe's, I I forget. I don't know. But but there there was there was some bush in the corner. It was there when we moved into the house, and uh, I didn't like it. It 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 was a terrible thing. It's the only thing that would grow. Uh, it, it, it was the craziest thing. I don't, I don't know what you call that thing. But, but it, it'd spring up. It'd spring up. It'd spring up two foot from the bush. Be a little old sprout of that thing coming up over here. And, and I'd pull that up and oh, just you stay right there. Stay right there. And lo and behold, in a week or two, there'd be another one. Three foot down here that spring up. And if I happened to be gone, I'd come home and I had sprouts everywhere. I mean, I, I wish I could get some bushes to grow like that. But but that one, that one just sprung up everywhere. And I'd go out there and I'd I'd pull that thing up. I'd do everything I could. Finally, I told my wife, I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna tear that bush out of there. She said, no, it's the only thing we got in the corner. I said, I'm tired of messing with that bush. It's growing everywhere. So I tore it out. I tore the bush out. I mean, I, I got out there and I, I pulled that thing up. I got it out. I thought I had it all. And lo and behold, if somewhere way down there, that thing didn't grow, sprout back up again. started growing. So I went out there and I got my shovel and I dug and dug and dug and I got some of that stuff you're supposed to paint on things where it don't grow again. And I, 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 I covered it real good. Because you understand, if you don't deal with the root of the matter, it's just going to keep... If you don't deal with the root of the matter, it's just going to keep springing up somewhere. You, 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 you... It's not just a matter of just turning it off. You've got to deal with the root of the matter. You got to uproot it. You got to get some of that Jesus. And you got to get it on those roots. You got to kill it. You got to get rid of it because if you're not careful, the root is going to. You want to know what in the world is happening? I'll tell you what's happening. We're not dealing with the root of the matter. And the root of the matter is there's evil. And it's growing up. It's growing up. It's growing up in the house. It's growing up in the marriage. It's growing up in the home. It's growing up in the school. It's growing up in the neighborhood. And we're trying, we're trying to do everything we can to get it down, to get rid of it. But it's just not going to get rid of it until somewhere or another you deal with the root of the matter. Got to get there where you get a hold of it. May I, may I say to you on this Sunday morning that I'm, 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 not, a, I am, I'm not a negative person by any stretch of the imagination. I, I'm, I'm very positive. And uh, I, 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 can, I can see, I can see from my vantage point from my position, I see, 
I see things growing that shouldn't be growing. I see things springing up that shouldn't be springing up. I see things sprouting that shouldn't be sprouting. And, and sometimes, sometimes I want to wave my hands and say, Hey, don't you realize what's happening? Don't you, don't you realize you got some stuff growing that's evil? And it looks like it's just a root right now. It's just a little tiny slithering serpent. You, y'all would have had a lot of fun with me a few years ago. Because I'm scared to death of snakes. I don't care. I don't care how, how, how small they are. I'm scared to death of them. And there, there, there was one right back here on this, this back parking lot. And it was, this is, this, is, this is no exaggeration, folks. You would have been amazed at the size of that snake. That snake was about that long. I, 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 I don't think it was any bigger than a string. Little old tiny thing. But I don't like snakes. And for a while, I, we, we'd, we'd had some dramas a few years back. And there was a little piece of iron, some weight that had been used to weight a prop up. Somehow or another, it got deposited back here. And so I found it. And I'm taking that, I'm taking that weight. It's got a handle on it. And I'm going over and I'm putting it on top of that snake. And I dropped it. Pow! This point, I don't care if you break concrete. Let's get rid of this, this, this humongous thing. Let's get rid of it. Yeah, no. I'm taking that weight and I'm dropping it on that snake. I pick it up and look. And that snake's still slithering. And I go back and I, I drop it again. And I dropped it and I dropped it and I dropped it until finally I got that big old thing. I got it, I got it killed. Now, the deal is this. You say, well, it was just a little old snake. Yeah. What, what harm was it going to do? But, you know, little snakes. Little snakes grow into big snakes. And I didn't want to face that monster somewhere down the road. I didn't want to deal with that big old thing. Now I know, I know the rational mind would have said, now pastor, it was probably a non-poisonous. You know, some snakes are good, pastor. They eat Bugs and mice and all kinds of stuff. Well, I'm sorry I don't agree with your rationale. Snakes are snakes. And there is no good snake but a dead snake. And I choose to deal with it when it's tiny. Then when the root has grown... And it gets so big that I can't deal with it anymore. I'm challenging us on this Sunday morning. There's some little things that are starting to grow. There's some little things that are starting to sprout up. There's some little things that we need to start dealing with. 
And we don't need to take it for granted because it's the serpent's root. And if we don't get it rooted out and we don't get it dealt with somewhere down the road, it's going to wrap itself around us and it's going to destroy us and we're going to lose our walk with God. I think it's time for somebody to get out the weight of the Word of God, to get out the power of the name of Jesus Christ and say, you know what? I'm just not going to deal with it. I'm just going to get rid of I'm going to get rid of that root. I'm going to go, oh, come on, somebody help me now. I'm going to get rid of the root of the matter. Oh, hallelujah. Got to get rid of it. Got to get rid of it. You know, these, these, these crazy folks, that's the only thing I know. If, if you're here, if you're here and you do this, I'm sorry, but they're crazy folks that have snakes as pets. That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't like cats. But I'll take a cat over a snake any day. Folks get these these snakes. You've read the stories. They get these snakes. Pets. And they grow big. They sleep with the silly things. Only to wake up. And discover that thing has wrapped itself around them. Has turned on their, their owner. Because the nature of a snake is the nature of a snake. And it was never intended to be a pet. It was never intended to be something you coddle. Can I preach to you a little bit about evil? Evil is not your pet. I said evil is not your pet. It's not something you entertain for just a little while on your screen. It's not something for you entertain just a little while in your book. It's not something you entertain for just a little while in your internet. It is a snake. It's not a pet. Somebody ought to get the weight of the word. Somebody ought to get the power of the name. And say, you know what? I'm going to root it out. I said, I'm going to root it out. I'm going to root it out before it takes my family, before it takes my home. Somebody ought to clap your hands right now and shout. Got to get rid of it. Don't sit around and deal with it. You got you to handle that thing. Now watch. What, what Isaiah speaks of in that 14th chapter of the book of Isaiah because he describes what appears on the surface to be just geopolitical systems, just, uh, just nations and their little tug-of-wars and fussing. But he said at the root, at the root there's evil. But nestled, nestled in the middle, nestled in the middle of those warring factions was this place called, that he identifies as Zion. It was Israel. And he said, I want you to know, he said, there's something else growing in this world. There's something else growing. Because you have to pull back the other mess to find out there's, there's something else growing in all of this. And he comes down to Isaiah chapter 14, verse number 32. And he says, the Lord hath founded Zion. He said, if out of Assyria comes the serpent's root that eventually becomes this fiery flying serpent, serpents that go from slithering to dragons, 
He said, if that's that motivation, he said, I want you to know that little obscure nation over there that y'all are writing off and that you think is meaningless and unimportant. He said, I want you to know God's doing something in that nation. He's founded something there. There is a system that is in Zion that if we ever give it a chance, if we ever give it an opportunity, that it can outgrow. <laughs> can I preach today, please? Oh, thank you, I will. I don't need your approval. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, we, we, we kind of got this idea. We got this idea that this, that the, that the, that the church... The church is just, uh, just uh, well, it's just hanging on. Bless you, every living heart. We just hanging on. I don't know. I don't know if the church is going to make it. I just don't know. You know, there's days I wonder. I just don't, I don't know if it's, it's, it's going to last. You know, I, I've been in it a few years. And I, I, I just, I just kind of wonder if, it, if it's not going to fall. And, and, and we, we get this, this idea because all we're seeing is this system of evil. He said, I don't want you to overlook Zion that's right in the middle of this. He said, I know she hadn't always been what she's supposed to be and I know her glory hasn't always been sustained. And I realize she's got her faults and flaws. But he said, I want you to know there's a root in Zion. There is a founder of Zion. He said, he said and it shall grow. And it will grow. And it will spring up. Oh friend, can I tell you that out of Zion shall come strength and out of Zion shall come beauty and out of Zion shall come salvation and out of Zion shall come blessing out of the founder, out of the root, out of the source. It's going to come. Don't you dare write the church off. Don't you dare think evil has outgrown it and overcome it. Don't you dare think because the church has not always risen to the heights that it ought to rise to that that living system inside of it cannot flourish because I'm here to tell you that in that day there shall be a root of Jesse that will stand for an inside of the people and to it shall the Gentiles seek in fact Isaiah said it like this in Isaiah chapter 53 he said it's a root out of dry ground it's a root out of dry ground it's a root out of dry ground who would ever think that it'd grow? It's a root out of dry ground. He hath no form, no comeliness. And when we shall see him, nobody says, I want that thing growing. Nobody says, I'd like to have that. But oh, Isaiah 53 and 2 says, For he shall grow up. <laughs> he shall grow up. I know it's a root out of dry ground. I know that nobody is wanting it. And I know everybody would like to say, why don't it just go away? But he said, I'm here to tell you, it's going to grow up. It's going to grow up. Can I tell you what's in the church is going to grow up. What's in the church is going to rise. What's in the church is going to flower. It's going to blossom. 
forth the serpent begins as a slithering creature and winds up in revelation as a dragon may I tell you this root and offspring begins in Bethlehem it's nothing but a babe and a manger but in the book of Joel scripture says the Lord shall roar out of Zion for it shall grow up it shall grow up can I tell you that what is in the church shall grow up the Lord's own parable in the book of Matthew chapter 13 he said the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that takes a grain of mustard seed and he takes it and he puts it into the field that little obscure seed that little insignificant seed that seed that looks like it just doesn't matter and it doesn't amount to anything he said he takes the seed and he puts it in the ground and everybody wonders what can come of that obscure insignificant seed but he said it may be indeed the least of all the seeds but when it is grown when it is grown it will be the greatest among all herbs somebody says what is what the church has in comparison to what the evil system of the world has may I say to you that when this thing in the church is grown it shall be a great tree that the birds of the air shall come and lodge in its branches because it shall grow up in fact Isaiah Isaiah said it like this in Isaiah 14 and 32. The Lord hath founded Zion and the poor of the people shall rest in it. In other words, he said, what's growing in Zion, everybody's going to want. What's growing in Zion, everybody's going to come to. What's growing in Zion, everybody's going to seek after. Come on, don't tell me nobody wants what the church has. I'm telling you there's something in Zion that shall grow up and everything is going to flock to it. Everything's going to come to it. Everything's going to say, I'm tired of evil. I'm tired of what Assyria has. I'm tired of what Babylon has. I want what Zion's got. Somebody clap your hands and shout for just a moment. Somebody clap your hands and shout. Woo! Ah, come on I'm talking about the root of the matter the root of the matter is righteousness the root of the matter is salvation the root of the matter is love and joy and peace and gentleness and goodness and temperance and meekness the root of the matter turn to your neighbor and say what in the world's happening oh come on put a little lump in it somebody say what in the world's happening what in the world's happening? Oh, I wish I would have thought. I, I'm just not a real good thinker. I'm sorry. I wish I would have thought. I just this week, just this week, just this week, uh, Brother Mwanza, General Superintendent in Zambia, sent me a video. And uh, he said, just want to give you a report on the update of the General Conference in Zambia. And he sends me this little video. And he said, he said there, was a, there was a pastor in the General Conference that, that they have went 
to where he was in whatever village that they were at and they had baptized him and two of the members was at the conference and now they had baptized the rest of the congregation in the name of Jesus Christ. I've got the video of them standing there baptizing them in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, Oh friend, and it makes that 120 that have been baptized in the name of Jesus as a result of that that two or three days. Uh, Can I tell you, it's growing. I said it's growing. Come on, it's growing. It's growing up. Don't you discount Zion. I said, don't you discount Zion. Don't you decide I want evil because it looks like it's what's flourishing. Can I tell you that in the last day, the Lord of glory is going to take that dragon. He's going to take that dragon and say, you've grown just as large as you can grow. You've gone as far as you can go. And he's going to cast him into the lake of fire. And he's going to declare, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you of these things. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and the morning star. Somebody stand with me across this building. Lift your hand and your voice to the Lord. And would you give Him praise? Woo! Ha, 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 ha. Ah, somebody lift your hand. Somebody lift your hand. Come on. Come on. Let's root out whatever we got to root out. I want to tap into the system that's growing. I want to tap into the system that's working. I want to tap into the system that's going to survive at the end. I don't want to be connected to the root of evil. I want to be connected to the root. Jesus Christ. For out of Him will flow everything. Somebody wave your hands and shout a little bit to the Lord. Somebody wave your hands and shout a little bit. Come on, it's growing. I said it's growing. Come on, Norman, it's growing. Come on, Norman, it's growing. Come on, Norman, it's growing. The root of the matter. The root of the matter. Hallelujah. He shall prevail over evil. I said He shall prevail over evil. I think this is what you and I have got to decide. What am I going to connect to? In these times, am I going to get connected to the root of evil or am I going to get connected to the root Jesus Christ? Because whatever I get connected to is what's going to grow through me. It's what's going to grow out. It's what's going to grow in my family. It's what's going to grow in my home. i got to get connected to that root that comes out of Zion because that's the only thing that's going to be left standing when the world has all fallen into demise. I've got got to get a hold of that root. Oh, friend. Oh, would you lift your voice with me again? I feel a powerful surge. That's it. Come on. All across the building. You have been listening to an audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center located in Norman, Oklahoma. We are located at 3221 North Porter Avenue, Norman, Oklahoma, 73071. Our service times are Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. And we also have various ministries happening on Wednesday night. For more information, visit our website, 
www.awcnorman.com. Call us at 405-329-1285 or email us at info at awcnorman.com. We hope that this recording has been a blessing to you.